welcome to the latest episode of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we're discussing Irresistible. This episode originally aired on January 13th, 1995. It has an IMDb user score of 8.1 out of 10, making it part of that five-way tie for second place in the season. And it takes place primarily in the state of Minnesota. Now, this one was written by Chris Carter and directed by David Nutter. And that's a very good combination if you're looking for a strong episode, especially with this kind of episode where you've got a very human monster. We've said before that The X-Files was basically a procedural cop show with a supernatural element. This episode is probably one of the strongest of the series, let alone the season, and it doesn't need a supernatural element at all. This could have just been any detective or cop procedural show. Our monster is very human in a lot of ways, and it's easily the most disturbing to date as far as I'm concerned. Now, there are some moments that give alternative interpretations. Now, there are other interpretations. There are a few moments where he appears as a demon rather than as a human being. Chris Carter says that was partly inspired by stories of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims claiming that he changed shape during the periods of their captivity. It may also have been partly to satisfy the perceived need to keep the show in the supernatural or sci-fi arena. So the villain in this episode is Donald Daddy Faster. We first see him in the teaser when he gets fired from his job at a mortuary for removing hair and fingernails from one of the corpses. The original concept that Chris Carter wrote was actually for a necrophiliac, so he was going to be doing a lot more than cutting parts off the dead bodies. There was no chance of getting that through standards and practices, so they demoted him to a death fetishist. And we get a very intense episode, especially when he fixates on and kidnaps Scully. So she has been captured again, but as usual, she's not this shrinking violence. She fights back, and she fights back hard. This episode is notable for a few reasons, partly because of the strength of the monster, partly because David Nutter does a fantastic job shooting this one. Very, very moody. We also get some little trivia here when Ray Solms' name appears on the grave, which is a reference to the pilot episode. We get the football player, Chris Carter, appearing on the TV screen when Mulder and Scully are called out of the football game that Mulder took on the case for. He knew there wasn't supernatural elements, or at least strongly suspected that before they arrived. And we also get some notable casting. There are four notable guest stars in this episode. The first is Bruce Weitz, who plays Agent Box. He may be best known for appearing in Hill Street Blues for 143 episodes as Mick Belker. After this, he went on to do South ER, Judging Amy, Dexter, and more. Glynis Davies is here in her second appearance as her second different character in the X-Files. The last time we saw her was in Tombs as the defense attorney, and we'll see the actress again, but not the character. Christine Willis appears in her first of three appearances as the same character, the FBI psychiatrist Karen Kosseff. She may be better known as the DMV Demon and Reaper, or as Dolores Herbig from Dead Like Me, as well as other roles. But really, this episode comes down to Nick Chinland. This entire episode stands on his shoulders, and he just knocks it out of the park. He's the one that plays Donald Addy faster, and he can give anyone the willies just from body language and speech patterns alone. He's appeared in Con Air and Chronicles of Rinnick and a number of other shows, but when I see him in anything else, I don't see Nick Chinland playing another role. I see Donald Addy faster. Even at some points, I'd gone five or six years, but after seeing just this one episode, I see him in something, and I immediately see him as Donnie Faster. It's it's just one of those performances that you cannot forget. 
which makes me wonder if that's why he's gone to some extremes to change his look for some roles. He's shaved his head, grown out facial hair, and he's really set itself apart, so he looks different in a lot of cases, but it's hard to see him as a completely separate entity after seeing him in here. He just nailed it, and absolutely nailed it. In terms of the big picture, this is very much a standalone episode, so there are no real contributions to the ongoing mythology. If you're just trying to follow the big myth arc, you can skip this one, although I do not recommend doing so. As I said, this is easily one of the strongest episodes of the season and the series, and it all comes down to Nick Chinland playing Donnie Faster. And in fact, this episode was pretty inspiring to the cast and crew as well. This is the episode that led Chris Carter down the path that eventually took him to creating Millennium, which was his spinoff that lasted three seasons. Although, that wouldn't start for a couple more years. We also get some of the other in-jokes, including the appearance of 1121 as a time on the alarm clock, 1121 being the birth date of Chris Carter's wife, just as 1013 is his birth date. And those times are going to start creeping into the series a little more often as the show progresses. That's what we have this week. There's not a lot else to say. I don't want to go into the plot details too much because it really is a great episode. I'm assuming that everyone who's listening to these has watched the episodes beforehand. If not, what are you doing? Get out and watch this. This is one of the best episodes of any series. That's pretty much what we have to say about this one. Join us again in two weeks when we sit down to talk about Diane de Verletz, which marks a couple of pretty significant turning points in the series overall. Thank you, and join us then. Intro and outro music is Outside Poolside by Laswell, created under the Creative Commons license. All other content copyright 2015, Bureau 42. Please feel free to send any comments or feedback to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you for listening.